Welcome, perfect stranger. My name is Valérie. I see myself as a nomad with deep roots. I'm fascinated by our cultural differences and at the same time by what we all have in common. The more I meet people from diverse backgrounds, the more I learn about myself and the world. In this podcast, I would like to give you the opportunity to experience it by stepping in somebody else's shoes for a moment. Hey, bonjour. Today I'm interviewing René. He's from Guatemala and arrived in the United States illegally when he was very young. Then they came after us. Immigration came after us mm -hmm. and actually took my father to prison. Mm -hmm. I remember looking out the window waiting for my father to come home. That's the memory that I remember at five years old, one of the main memories. And I remember the day he arrived. I remember looking out the window and he was coming home. He shares with us what it means to grow up in a country in which you always look like an immigrant. When I go to Guatemala, I'm treated like a, I'm from Guatemala because I look just like everyone else. What? There's a huge difference when you look like everyone else. Yeah, they'll, they'll always look at, uh, stereotype us as a you know, hardworking Hispanic person. That's all they see, which is why I've had to learn how to speak the language better. Yeah, the, Which the, is one of the only reasons why I've decided to perfect the English language. It's true that it's a big key. It's, it's a key. For integration, the language. It's a key. Because then they look at you different. They, yeah. You know, they'll begin to look at you as one of them. As, yeah. as part, of, part of us, you know. So for you, it's the same it. being in Guatemala. You don't feel like awkward and different. I feel different. more accepted in Guatemala than I do here. He's going to share his story with us. Are you ready to listen to him? So, René, thank you for being uh, here with me and to, to have accepted this interview. Of course. You can tell me a little bit of where you were born, where you grew up, how it was, you know, your neighborhood and okay. your parents and friends. Uh, well, I was born in Guatemala. We arrived here in 1983. Spent the majority of my time here in the U.S. Uh, lived in Canada for a couple of years before uh, moving over to D.C. And we came down here because we came down as refugees. And then where did you live in the U.S.? Mainly uh, the MV, uh, this area, Washington, D.C., Virginia. So why did your parents choose here? Is it new people? Or? Maryland is uh, one of the richest yeah, so this counties in the country. Uh, that was one of the main reasons. I'm not yeah. sure whether it was my father or my mother who chose it, but one of them had, was smart enough to, to, do to, the, choose, to, to choose Maryland. That's why you would have possibilities. Exactly, yeah. yes. So there, somebody knew what they were doing. So they left Guatemala because of uh, violence or yeah, because dad, they were poor? Or because... My dad was a police officer. My yeah. mom's father was secretary of the police. A lot of my, uh, my family members were police officers, ex-military, and they're all dying. There was a war between uh, the government and the police officers and the military, so yeah. they were trying to go, they were trying to come like that, my father, so we came over here. So then they had to start all over again here? Yes. Yeah, all over again, yeah. 
So what did your father do? What I, I think he, uh, for a while, my mom was cleaning houses. And then my father was uh, like a maintenance man, I think. He did that for a while. And then, uh, then they came after us. Immigration came after us mm -hmm. and actually took my father to prison. Oh God! Uh, because when you, I was like, because you 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 passed illegally we were from illegal. Canada to yeah. the U.S. Oh yeah, we were illegal. So we ended up having to go to a neighbor's house to live for a while. While my father uh, worked it out in prison, he found a guy who uh, managed to give him papers or give him a job so he can get his papers for his citizenship, mm. which is the only reason why he ended up coming back home. Yes, yeah, sometimes you need some luck. But yes. But that's like probably one of the main uh, memories that I have. So, you know, how old you were when your uh, father was sent to prison? I must say like five or six. So I guess it must have been a lot of stress on your mom. I'm sure. They were knocking on the door. The neighbors told us they were looking for us. And mm -hmm. they never found you. So no. I, so, so we went you, to the neighbor's house. So you didn't go to school or still you were going to school? Uh, I don't remember. I remember looking out the window waiting for my father to come home. That's the memory that I remember at five years old. One of the main memories. And I remember the day he arrived. I remember looking out the window and he was coming home. He was coming walking down the street. So I must have been looking out the window a lot. <laughs> and then so you, your father was able to be then legally there? Yes. Uh, we got a visa. He worked for a company, you know, where they uh, installed like tubs and stuff, but mm -hmm. they dealt with a lot of chemicals. My mom worked with my dad for a while as well. Did that for 10 years and uh, then was eligible to get the citizenship. But back then it was a lot easier than it is now. So then he became American, so, so mm -hmm. you were, but so it then, was easy for you then oh, to yeah. become American. Oh then, yeah, too. after that, smooth sailing. <laughs> <laughs> and now with all the issues today, I look back then, I'm like, wow. I was like, okay, I was illegal. <laughs> I could have stayed illegal, you know? If yeah, not, you're if, thinking if of... not for my father, I would have been... You would still be illegal in the country, yeah. I mean, who knows, you know? Right. What, what could have happened? You told me you spoke Spanish at home. Yes. Always. Yes. And for your father, it was important that you would speak Spanish. Yes. So they didn't try to... No. Disappear in the American society no. and become American mm -hmm. totally. No, yep. My father's idea. It's funny, but because uh, during school, while I was learning English and Spanish, <laughs> I was in the ESOL program in what? school, and I didn't quite understand what was happening. I was learning English and Spanish. So back then, did you suffer from prejudice from other kids, or not really? Uh, yes. Well, I've been to different. I've been to twelve different schools growing up. My dad moved around a lot. Oh, so wow. I've seen it all, yeah? Oh, yeah. It, it depends on location. If you're in the right location, you won't. But if you're in the different location... So, oh, like, yeah. if you are in the, the Latino oh. Oh. location, then... I'm good. I'm okay. Good. I'm better off. I'm a little better off. <laughs> I'm a yeah. lot, you know? But if uh, I've been to all-black schools as well. I've been right. to all-white schools. I've been to mixed schools. All-black schools? But for you, too. It's just, yeah, different. Right. When you're the, when you're different. Right. Yeah, and you're, you're different, different. Whatever. Right, that's cool. If you're in a white school and you're different, you're just different. <laughs> and when I went to a more Hispanic school, it was more, you know, more accepted work. So, yeah. so you learn to be very flexible. You have to. <laughs> yeah. But has it been the same thing as a grown-up? Do you still have this feeling that mm. there's a lot of uh, prejudice? Uh, and people is gonna speak to you and behave with yeah. you in a different way because the way you look. Yes. 
Uh, depending on, uh, I think, environment, uh, where I'm at. Like the company, uh, depending where you work, I guess, or the company you work for, maybe. Yes, uh, you, you, I'll definitely see uh, more prejudice, you know. This is an American world, so yeah. we're just trying to catch up. <laughs> and uh, until then, you know, they'll, they'll always look at, uh, stereotype us as a, you know, Hispanic, hardworking Hispanic person. That's all they see, which is why I've had to learn how to speak the language better. Yeah, the, which the, is one of the only reasons why I've decided to perfect the English language. It's true that it's a big key. It's, it's a key for integration, the language. It's a key because then they look at you different. Yeah. You know, they'll begin to look at you as one of them, as, yeah. as part of part of us. You know, part, part of, of this part melting of the pot. Group, but part of this melting pot, yeah. Yeah. So then. Uh, it hasn't been that hard as an adult to feel uh, at ease and find your place. Mm, and... Okay, um, I've had to work harder. That's about it. That's the main one. I've had to just push harder than most. Yeah. I've had to really work hard to get to where I want to be. Like the other people. <laughs> like yeah. Some other people can casually go to work. So you have to prove yourself have more to. because yes. of... You have to. The oh, people's yeah. prejudice. Of course. That's what, uh, that's what my mom instilled in me because she knew. She knew what I, ha uh, what I was going to go through. So she instilled hard work in me. And that's gotten me far beyond anything I've ever... Uh. Hard work is where you... As long as you get that, have hard work, you can get almost anywhere. I think. You can make money and you can get your home, your mm -hmm. house. The uh, American dream. You can have your American dream, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a little hard work, I guess. And uh, your parents... So you have dreamt to go back to Guatemala or not? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, my mom's retired, so she travels back and forth from Guatemala. But she never thought to go live there? Yes. I mean, is it part of the year she's there? Or? Uh, she's thinking about it right now. Okay. She doesn't want to live here. So they never really fully felt at home here, your parents? No. No. She was born in Guatemala yeah, and yeah, yeah. she's going to... She grew up in Guatemala. She grew up in Guatemala. Right? Grew up in Guatemala. Yeah. She can speak the language and she knows the people. And in the same way I act here in America mm -hmm. with people, that's what she can do back home. So when she goes home, I'm like, oh, she's like, <laughs> starts talking to everybody. You know? and I'm like, and every, the whole neighborhood knows her. The yeah. whole neighborhood knows all of us. So when, when I go to Guatemala, they know me. She even has a nickname. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're Chata's son. Chata, they call her Chata. And like, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know? <laughs> the whole neighborhood knows her. So what's different also for her is she doesn't feel lonely if she's in Guatemala. Maybe here if she's in a house, she's by herself. Exactly, exactly. Because uh, her kids are grown. Care. You know, her life was me and my sister. Now that we're grown, you know, she's starting to look at a different kind of life. You know, but your she, sister, she's here too. She's here too, yeah. And she's going to stay here. Yeah, we're both going to probably stay here for a while. So that's the difficulty too, I guess, for your parents because you are here and she would like to go back to Guatemala. But yeah. She will be always between the two countries. Exactly. Yeah. But at least she has the opportunity. Yeah, it's true. She's legal. She can go back. Right. A lot of people can't exactly. go back. Exactly. We, uh, we wouldn't have been able to do uh, some of the things that we've done if we, haven't, if we hadn't been, mm -hmm. we haven't lived in this country. You know? We've, uh, you know? We built a house in Guatemala. That came from U.S. dollar. Yeah, that's really true. From the ground up, you know? Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, you know, trying to build a house from the ground up in the U.S., you better yeah. be somebody very, uh, really yeah, important, that's you know, of money. Yeah. right? Yeah, tons yeah. of money. Your mom, she tried to give you the old Guatemalan culture and the, yeah. mm -hmm. the food. Everything. 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 
you know everything about Guatemala. And yeah. when you go back there, you feel completely. Oh yeah. So for you, it's the same. It. Being in Guatemala, you don't feel like awkward and I feel or different. More accepted in Guatemala than I do here. Oh wow. When I go to Guatemala, I'm treated like a I'm from Guatemala because I look just like everyone else. Right. There's a huge difference when you look like everyone else. They treat me just like I'm on the, hey, good morning, hey, good morning. We all say good morning to each other in the morning. We walk by and nobody even thinks I'm American. So it's incredible because when you think of it, you grew up in the United States because mm -hmm. you were small when you arrived. Right. And you feel more accepted in Guatemala where you never really lived. Exactly. As a child, which is where when you, you know, build a lot of your culture. It's crazy, right? Uh, Crazy. But it's good because a lot of people, if they go away from the country for a long time, then they go back, they feel different, and they are never, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, completely mm -hmm. uh, back to normal again. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, when I go home, I feel like I'm from Guatemala. If you have children, one day you, you would like them to have some Guatemala. They're going uh, to Guatemala culture. with me. So oh. you're not gonna bring back, bring them there I'm and going every, teach going, them everything I'm about going for it. Two or three months, just like my mom took me to Guatemala, so I could learn the culture. And learn who my family, uh, my family members were, because we're they're very uh, religious, spiritual, uh, spiritually religious in mm -hmm. Guatemala, and I got uh, my spiritual side comes from that. So yeah. I wouldn't have gained that side of me, which is which is a good side, if I hadn't gone to Guatemala. Right. And, the, and my family members are so they're so kind, you know, it's family. You think you would uh, also speak Spanish to your children? Of course. Oh yeah. So you have a strong sense of culture and roots oh yeah in your family because sometimes people they just want to erase it to be more accepted of course and to be integrated i see that yeah so it was never the case for no. your family nope they're proud that they want to keep it oh i'm very proud to be Guatemala. i talked to uh, uh funny because i talked to one guy and i was like um he was telling me i was like so where are you from he's like, i'm from spain i'm saying but i was born in mexico i was like but he sounds like he's mexican to me so in my head i'm like okay so you're not proud <laughs> you know that was the first thing that i thought i was like just say you're from mexico maybe it's also because here i mean if you are from spain it's not the same at all that if you are from mexico it's you know? more uh it's of a course, to make a big difference yeah it sounds between good. the two it sounds classier and and yeah, spain you know. has given a better uh, reputation yeah than mexico. because it's europe you know like yes when you told me that that's exactly the first thing i thought Sometimes I ask a question and it's, if no, I told you, you should uh, organize a dinner mm -hmm. with perfect strangers. So people you think are very different from you, okay. you have no idea what they think and I how they live. Who will you invite? Probably, uh, you know, I like to help people. I like to hear different stories from different people. Uh, probably people going through war. Mm -hmm. Poverty, you know, like a real poverty, like real poverty, not poverty like this, no, yeah. real poverty. Yeah. Real, uh, Syria, people from Syria, people who lost their lives, uh, you know, lost their homes in Iraq. So, you know, I'd invite these people over to dinner. Yes. Yeah. You know, maybe appreciate my life better. Yes, it's true. Because it's true that all these uh, people who go through war, it's really like hard to imagine for us. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We can't. No. We have it so good. 
what gives you hope? You know, generally, are you hopeful for the world? Do you have hope? Or? I don't know if I have hope for the world. <laughs> Do you see things in the a world needs a, The world needs a lot of hope. Yeah, I'm, oh yeah, I'm very positive. Uh, my hope, really, really, my hope is comes from my spiritual background. My hope comes from a higher power. I don't. Uh, I think uh, if you really want to be a very uh, a true positive person, that uh, that kind of hope is only instilled. It has to be from somewhere else. Because uh, if you just live in this life and all the issues and the problems and the situations, circumstances that you go through, you need more than just another human being to give you hope. Because that other human being is probably going through some pretty bad things <laughs> as well. So two two people going through. Uh, Situations, mm-hmm. all human beings can only give you so much hope. So, meditation and prayer, and that is my general hope. You know, yes. uh, you could call it uh, signals or life. Uh, you know, these are things that I've just learned throughout my my life. Because you know, I've had uh, you know, I'm not always been, I'm not, I haven't always had a spiritual side like that. But I see that I know the difference, and the difference is. I said, I've had certain situations that have been pretty, uh, really tough. Like, really, really tough. Mm-hmm. So, when you, uh, sometimes uh, they're so impactful, mm-hmm. there's nothing you can do. Yes. And when you come across situations like that, there's, n- and there's nothing you can do. There's nothing anyone else can do. Mm-hmm. You have to put your hope in something else. Or you will not have any hope, in my opinion. That's very wise. And then the other question is, What is your fear if you fear something in general, you know, about this world? Oh, and the... my fears? My only real fear, my only real fear is not having enough self-control for myself. It doesn't come from, every, you know, it doesn't come from any, anybody outside, mm-hmm. outside sources. I don't fear any outside source, anything. I just don't fear anything. I feel if something's going to happen to me, it's going to happen because it's supposed to happen. So I don't fear anything outside. I do fear things that I do. That's the only thing. Because, you know, when you know yourself, you mm-hmm. know sometimes you have, you know your habits and what your problems are. So self-control is probably something I've been working on mm-hmm. for a very long time. That maybe is my only fear. Yeah. Discipline. That's true. It's a road you have to walk. Oh, you know? it's a long one. <laughs> <laughs> But as long as you go forward, no? Yeah, as long as I... I you know? At you least want I, to go back. At least I'm on yes. some kind of road. Yes. Yes. And you can feel it. Yes. Of course. Yeah, I can feel that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I can feel that. I definitely know I'm, some, I'm doing something right now. Yeah. Would you like to add something to what you said about, about your life experiences or about culture? Or uh, this is a great country. Regardless of the situations uh, that are happening right now, I think situations have been happening for thousands of years. The wars will probably never end. We should take this time right now that we live in the present, 2019, to enjoy all the benefits we have right now, mm-hmm. living in the future. Yes. Some some kind of future, and just go with it. So if you can travel, travel. You know, get on a plane and go wherever you like. Someone being mean to you or being racist, I guess. Walk away and go find somebody who's nicer, who can treat you better, you know? Yeah, you would say that, I mean, what you have now in the United States is essential things that you have the, this freedom. 
as you say, you can walk away from somebody who... Oh, that too, yes. You can go where you want. Exactly, exactly. You have choices. Exactly, well, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, you're right. You can still be vocal here and not, you know. Yes, of course. It's still, not getting, it's still not getting taken out by the government. <laughs> yeah, and I guess, uh, I don't know if your parents told you stories about Guatemala and uh, oh, yeah. all what have been happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, people get shot a lot, you know, they, they, uh, the buses get burnt and, you know, bus drivers get, uh, you know, get shot, you know, like my last, uh, my experience last year too. So mm-hmm. we, were, we went by the bus, they had just shot the bus up, you know, two guys on a motorcycle. But you are not more afraid in Guatemala than here? No, no, I don't think so. When my time to go, it's my time to go. And if it's not my time to go, I'm going to be stuck here for a while. <laughs> Yeah, because you still have to walk your road. <laughs> You're not done yet. I'm not done yet. <laughs> there you go. You're I'm, not, a, a wait- I'm <laughs> not done yet. When I'm done, I'll be done. Yeah. I'll be 100% done. <laughs> you have a long way to go still. I thought I was done 10 years ago. Apparently not. No, I was not. See? I wasn't done yet. Mm-hmm. I could have been. Many, many, many experiences where I thought I could have been done. But it's not happening. It's not happening. So, see? We will still see you around for a while. I hope so. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Unless things change or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. So thank you. Of course. Honey. But this interview, it was a pleasure. Yeah, to me too. You. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. <laughs>